Today, I just want to talk about there's power in the word. Uh, Several, several years ago, a radio preacher stated that he didn't need to be in the word every day since he had spent so many years studying the word. (laughs) He remarked that sometimes a week goes by and he didn't even read the Bible. Now, I don't think he realized what he was giving up by not partaking of the word of God on a daily basis. Matthew 4, 4. Matthew 4, 4. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, the message says it like this. Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. It takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Here we see Jesus using the word of God to stand against the temptations when he was tempted by the devil. Not only did he quote the word once, he did it three different times. He didn't pray, prophesy, or try to cast out the devil. He simply spoke the word. Now, here you have to realize that Jesus lived for 33 years as the son of man. He died as the lamb of God, the son of God. He came and lived as a man on earth to show us that through God and the word of God, we can overcome every temptation, everything that comes our way. Now, how did he know this word from Deuteronomy that he quoted? Because if you'll study, you'll find out that each young boy had to go through a study of the Old Testament. They didn't have anything else. They had the law. All they had was actually the law. Now, the devil has no way of winning against the word. That's why daily feeding on God's word is the key to living a victorious life over every obstacle, every situation, every circumstance that comes your way. You can depend on the word of God in the bad times, in the good times, all the time. You know, some people seem to only go to the word when they're in a situation or something's going on. But we need to learn to feed on God's word when everything is going great and there's no problems. There's no clouds in the sky, your, your world that you live in. Everything is fine. That is when you need to continue in the word. Then you'll have the word when the problem comes. Hello. 
The word of God is, is necessary if you're going to sustain a victorious Christian life. F.F. Right. Bosworth made this statement. Most people feed their bodies three hot meals a day and the spirit one cold snack a week. <laughs> let's, let's look at some things about the word of God, okay? Yeah. The word is unchangeable. Matthew 5, 18. Matthew 5, 18. For assuredly, I say to you, to heaven and earth pass away one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Now let's read that out of the message. God's law is more real and lasting than the stars in the sky, than the ground at, at your feet. Long after the stars burn out and the earth wears out, God's law will be alive and working. You can depend on the word of God. It never changes. The word is unchanging truth. If truth changes, it's not true any longer. Hello, that's a, that's a statement, but it's truth. Many have predicted the demise of the Bible and Christianity, but they're all gone and the word is still here. Now, Voltaire was a French philosopher in the 18th century and he made this statement. He said, it took centuries to build Christianity, but I'll show you how just one Frenchman can destroy it in 50 years. 20 years after his death, the Geneva Bible Society purchased the house, his house for the printing of the Bible. And later it became the Paris headquarters for the British and Foreign Bible Society. Today, the Bible is a bestseller, while the entire six-volume set of Voltaire's finest works sold for 90 cents. <laughs> now, somebody said, where do you get that? Well, I got it all the encyclopedia of 77 illustrations. You know, ministers have different things that they go to to find stuff. I said that because people want to, well, where do you find out all that information? Well, uh, it's because you have to study and look at stuff. Everything in the world is changing almost on a daily basis. But the word of God never, 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 and you could say it a million times, never changes. When we base our life on the word, you always come out on the other side victorious. 
Now, the Bible doesn't tell us that we're not going to have some trials and tribulations. Jesus even said that in John 16, 33. He said, in this world, you're going to have some trouble, but in me, I, you've overcome the world because I overcame the world. Now, everything that we see and have was created by the word of God. Hebrews eleven three, in the New King James says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now let's, let's read that in the... Let's, let's read that in the NLT, the New Living. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command or God's word. Now, what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. God said, and it was. Go read it in Genesis. God said, and there was. God said, and there was. For six days, he said something, and every time he said it, something happened. The psalmist makes this statement in Psalms 40, verse number 2. Psalms 40, verse number 2. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet on a rock and established my steps. The Word of God is a rock for us to base our lives on. Have you ever met People, I have in the last few years, uh, (laughs) since I've been alive, I've met a lot of them. You know, since I can remember, I've been in church and my dad in ministry and then in ministry myself. And probably you're going to recognize this fact. Have you ever seen people that are basing their life on experiences that they've had. I'm talking about like prophecy given to them or they had this happen or that happen and everything is based on that experience. Well, thank God for the experiences, but they are not a foundation. If you ever look at these people, they're up one day and down the next. They're up one day and down the next. I know it doesn't happen as much today as it did a few years back. And some of you can remember this. Everybody was always, oh, what kind of, you got a word from the Lord for me. You got a word from the Lord for me, right? Anybody, anybody remember that? 
It was a few years back in the, well, I guess in the 70s, 80s, even into the 90s. That is a few years, isn't it? But people always, oh, you got a word for me. You got a word for me. You got a word for me. Or somebody would come up and say, oh, what's the Lord saying to you today? One time, I don't know, I think we were out in California. I don't know where we were, but anyway, a guy came up to my dad and said, man, Brother Egan, I know you're, you're such a man of God. You know, my dad, if you ever watched him, he always walked and carried his Bible like this. In fact, you can see pictures of him like that. I see Craig shaking his head there. He's seen him many times. He had walked. Anybody ever seen him walk and carry his Bible like this? Yeah. And so, you know, we were, we were actually leaving, walking up the aisle, leaving. And this man came around, oh, Brother Hagin, you're such a man of God. Could you give me a word from the Lord? I never forget this. Dad said, here, here's a whole bunch of them. The guy went, oh, and turned around and walked off. <laughs> you know, that's the way some people are. And yet, if you watch their lives, they're always seeking somebody to give them a word when they got one right there. Yes, sir. But if you ever notice those people, they live on a roller coaster. One day you see them, they're up here, and the next day you see them, they're down here. Hello, anybody know what I'm talking about? See, when you stand on a rock, the rock of the Word of God, right here, you're able to withstand anything. Now, I'm not trying to tell you that you're not going to have some problems, you're not going to have some difficulties. But I'm telling you, if you know the word, you can quote the word and, be, and believe it and watch it come to pass in your life. You can't be defeated if you'll stand on the word. Now, look at this. The word is full of life. The life of God, the life that God wants us to live, the life of God, some people say. Look at four, Proverbs 4.20. Proverbs 4.20. I'm going to read this from the King, New King James and the NLT. Now look at this. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Now look, in NLT starter says it, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. How many parents do I have in here? Have you ever looked at your child and said, 
Pay attention to what I'm saying. Huh? How many of you ever had it said to you? <laughs> More than once? <laughs> Here God is saying, hey, we're God's children. That's what the word says. He said, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Hello. The word of God is as essential to our spiritual lives and us living victorious over the enemy as oxygen is to our physical life. You can't live without oxygen. Am I right? You can't live victoriously over the enemy without the word. We cannot live apart from the word any more than we could live physically not eating any food. Now you can last a while. Maybe 28, maybe 30 days, maybe even longer. You can last a while. But if you don't eat, you're going to die. It's the same thing with the Word of God. You have been in, you've been in church, you've been studying the Word of God, and then you quit studying the Word of God, you'll make it for a while, but eventually you're going to go down if you don't keep intaking the Word. Our body is designed to have certain minerals and certain vitamins and so forth and so on. Our spiritual man, spiritual body is designed to live by the word of God. Jesus said in himself, quoting what God had said through Moses as he wrote Deuteronomy, man can't live by bread alone. In other words, we have to have the bread for the physical body, but we have to have the word for the spiritual man. Hello there. You cannot live a victorious Christian life without the word. I've watched people try it. It don't work. Read, study, meditate on the word. When you do, you'll find that the word will enter into you. And when the trouble comes and when things arise, unexpectedly, 
and knock you down when you've been in the word out of you will come my words and you'll overcome by the word of God that comes out of your mouth and you'll see that things will change and it'll be oh so sweet my word my word will sustain and keep you all the way through. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And that wasn't on this paper up here. <laughs> when our heart is full of the word and trouble comes, it will come out your mouth. Just like a sponge or even on this short line, even this piece of Kleenex here, I can pour water on it. And if I squeeze that, look what comes out. Water comes out. Why? Because that's what was put in. When the devil squeezes you, instead of coming out, oh no, what am I going to do? Out of you should come. I'm overcomer by the word of the lamb. I cannot be defeated because God has said that I'm more than a conqueror. You see, we have to have the word to keep going as much as we have to have food to keep going. And somebody said, quit talking about food. It's time to go eat. <laughs> I'm going to let you go in just a minute. You can go eat, okay? We receive healing by understanding and knowing what the Word of God says about healing. We receive abundant life by knowing what the word has to say. And of course, we know John 10, 10, we all have that last call. Say, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Another translation, have it to the full. First Peter 1, first Peter 1, first Peter 1, 3 and 4, okay? You found it? All right. As his divine, divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by the glory and virtue by which means by which have been by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You see, we are just not trying to exist like a lot of people are. And we're not just 
born again, and well, that's not how I want to say it, but we're, I, let me say it like, we're born again of a corruptible seed that is incorruptible through the word of God, which is lives and abides forever. First Peter 20, 21, 23. See, what I'm talking to you about here is this, that the word is full of life. He said here, you've been given everything that pertains to life. Life. Now, we begin to, and we talk about the word all the time. People talk about the word, the word, the word, the word, and we need it. And it's good to talk about it. But do you know what? You can talk about it all you want. You can even read it all you want. But if you're not practicing it in your everyday life, it's not doing you any good. You know, we can talk about vitamins all we want. But if you're not intaking them into your body, the body's not going to respond properly. And in the day and age that we live in, they have the different vitamins that you can take because you're not getting the proper vitamin intake from what you're eating, maybe. You see, we can get a correlation here between what the Word of God is to us for the spiritual body to what food, air, vitamins, minerals are to the natural body. It doesn't exist without them and your spiritual man can't exist without the word of God. I'm just trying to remind you this morning that you need to continually think about the word. Now, the word tells you that you have to, that it is full of power. And when you know that word, then you become full of power. Because not of who you are, but because of the word. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God. Word of God. That's what we call this. It's powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, the joints and myra, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God is full of power. 
it contains enough power to produce the promises that God says that everyone that believes can have. Salvation, and it has the power to bring it forth. The Word does. Healing, the Word has the power to bring it forth. Deliverance, the Word has the power to bring it up forth. Provision, the Word tells us that we, can, we will be taken care of if we believe. There's safety, there's protection in the Word of God and it's powerful. These words are powerful enough to make it happen. You know, I was, this last windstorm, I was concerned about my trees. And Lynette and I began to say, according to the word of God, we will not lose any of our trees in our yard. I'd already lost too many of them in the last two winters and summer. And they died. And you know what? There were only a few little branches to pick up, some branches to pick up, not big ones, just little ones, you know. Most of them were dead anyway. My neighbor, big tree, I mean, what? 20 yards, 30 yards from my, where my tree is, it's down on the ground. And they picked up all kinds of limbs that had come off his tree. I didn't. Some of us said, well, oh, I don't know about that. Well, hey, I tell you what, I believe the word of God. And the word of God says that I can believe him and act, command for protection. Hello. You see, people do not realize when they pick up this Bible, they don't realize what they hold in their hand. How many of you got a Bible? Pick it up. Maybe you got it on your whatever. This is comfort to those that have sorrow and grief. This is the decoration of freedom for the captive. This is the key to heaven's resources. This is the life from heaven. This is the love for those that's been rejected and hated. This is medicine to those that are sick. This is the message of salvation to the lost and dying. This is peace for those in the middle of the storm. This is refuge for those that are in trouble. This is strength for those that are weak and tired. This, say this with me, this, this is victory, victory for, me, for me over Satan, and all of his situations. 
the word, the word of God. You know, we must realize that we are spirit beings living by the power of God like we are natural humans living by the air and the food that we intake. We have all of these blessings, healing, deliverance, provision, protection, victory. Because of the word. Uh, God told Joshua that if he wanted to be successful, there were certain things he had to do. Joshua 1 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Now, see, that's all he had back then was the law. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. You see, now we have come, that was, he lived under the old covenant. We've come under the new covenant, but in, under the new covenant, we continue to have to study the word of God. Paul tells us this. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's in there. Look at this, John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Message Bible says that like this. But if you make yourself at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. If Joshua needed to meditate in the word and stay in in the law, then we also need to meditate and stay in the word. See, that's all he had. He didn't have the new covenant. But he had he had the old covenant. And he was to look at that old covenant and if he would maintain it, he would be prosperous. Right? Isn't that what he said? If the disciples, the one scripture from John, knew the success for the Christian was in abiding in the word and the word abiding in in them. So God expects the word to be a part of your daily life. Now, he didn't say spend 18 hours a day in the Word. But he did say, read the Word, and then you can meditate on it while you're doing some other stuff, especially if you don't have to think about what you're doing. It's just something automatic. Believe the Word. Act on the Word. And then you realize 
that the power is there working for you. The word of God is a must have. Speaking the word is a must do. Acting on the word is a must that should continue to be in operation in your life. The word of God is the power for every situation that you face in your life. It is the problem solution. Stand upon the eternal word of God and you'll find that what you need to live the victorious life and to rise from the midst of depression and hurt to the mountaintop of victory can be found in my word. Walk in that word. Talk that word. Live that word. And you'll see that victory is yours and you can shout all the way praising my name. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Everybody stand, please. That's good enough. Hallelujah. Anybody get anything out of this today? I just wanted to remind, most of you already know, but I just wanted to talk to you about the power of the word. Heavenly Father, I talked to these people about the power of the word today. May we all be, once again, excited about the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. As I started, that's why I paused. I started that prayer. I heard the Spirit of God begin to say to me, ask the people, are they as excited today about my word as they were the first day when they begin to find out about the power in the word of God? That's a good question to ask yourself. Or have you become just sort of, yeah, Sardar and lackadaisical. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't Jesus wonderful? There is power in the Word. There is power in the Word. What He said, He will do it. It will surely come to pass because there is power in the word. Maybe y'all didn't understand what he said. I said there is power in the word. There is power in the word. What he said, he will do it. It will surely come to pass because there is
You know, I turn around. If Anthony's got his phone out, he's either has something he's got from the Lord that goes along with what I've been preaching or else God just give him something new. I don't know which one that was, but I saw him with his phone there. Lord, you're thankful that our psalmist can get songs that just are uplifting, go right along with what we've been preaching about. Power in the Word. Power in the Word. Say it, power in the Word. Hallelujah. Thank God for the power in the Word. You know, if you happen to be in this place today and you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, well, you can know him and get in on what we've been talking about. Or if you know what it is to serve the Lord, but you just sort of got off course and made a detour and you need to rededicate your life to God, this morning's a great time to do it. Or if you happen to be in here and you know you're born of the Spirit, but you've never been filled with the Spirit according to what it says in Acts chapter 2, verse number 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. As, as the Spirit gave the utterance, they began to speak in tongues. If that's you on any one of those three invitations, I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you, but I can't do that if I don't know who you are. So would you just please raise your hand? any one of those invitations so I can minister to you and you won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. Downstairs, upstairs, anywhere in the place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I don't do this often, but I feel impressed to do it today. We have a probably more people watching online that's in this building right now. That's usually the way it is, or about the same sometimes. But there's some of you that need to pray this prayer in rededication and in acceptance of Jesus Christ. I want you to repeat this prayer after me with this congregation right now, if that's you. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. I believe he died on the cross for my salvation. I believe he rose again and sits in heaven today. I believe what the word says. The word said, if I believe those things in my heart and confess them with my mouth, I would be saved. I believe in my heart. I've confessed with my mouth. And I thank you now that I am a new person in Christ Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with us on the screen, there is a go to prayer at rhema.org and let us know about it. We want to make contact with you. God bless you, and you'll never be the same after today. Praise the Lord. Hey, tonight, 6 o'clock right here, Wednesday night hour of power. Connection team, go find our first-time guests. Take them out there to the north lobby. If you're a first-time guest, if you're looking for a church home, why don't we say church? 
Welcome home. You can see the staff going to the different doors. You can look on the screen if you want to see certain ones of us. Uh, let's see, where am I? Me, uh, me and Lynette will be at the uh, south doors today. Hey, remember, it's the word. God bless you. We'll see you tonight.